0: Hey, Chris, how are you going? Nice to see you. Yeah, hi, Mel. Good. And yourself? Very well, thank you. Um, I want to introduce you to the podcast listeners, Christine Gardner, naturopath and coach extraordinaire of Melbourne Wellness Coaching. Wow, what an intro. You can come to all of my gigs. (laughs) I'm sure there are more things I could say that are even more embellishing of your greatness, but... um, (laughs) I've known you for a few years and we've met, what, twice?
1: Two or three times, yeah. Not very often, but it's like we've known each other forever, I think.
0: (laughs) It's like an internet romance. (laughs) It is. Funny. Uh, So, Chris, it's just a short call today and really just to unpack how you've become a megastar in the coaching world. (laughs) Uh, but seriously I mean a lot of people are starting businesses and thinking oh can I actually do this and what if I don't get it right and I know there's a lot of imposter syndrome and a lack of confidence and since you are running a successful coaching practice I thought it'd be interesting to kind of unpack the journey from where you are now and then go back into the backstory
1: yeah sure happy to
0: so tell us all about what you're doing now in the coaching space
1: So I do a hybrid model of coaching, as you said, I'm a naturopath as well. So I predominantly work um, with naturopathy and coaching at the same time. So I work with a program called metabolic balance, which is a coaching slash anti-inflammatory program. So most of my clients, I'd say 95% of my clients are uh, metabolic balance clients. Mm -hmm. And I work Um, with them over seven sessions and that can be over three months usually it might be a bit less it might be a bit more and we meet weekly then fortnightly deal with them with anything that's going on around nutrition and that that's what the program is at its heart is a nutrition anti-inflammatory program but also the mindset stuff um, the obstacles the saboteurs all of that kind of thing that goes on so very much coach first naturopath second Mm. Um, in my practice
0: that's that's interesting and this is a naturopath only program right the metabolic balance program
1: yeah naturopaths or nutritionists can run it Um, we've got I think one integrative medical professional who is also a practitioner but you have to be um, a nutrition specialist basically to run it
0: okay Mm, interesting and so you've got a busy client load by the sound of things
1: I have got a busy client load. Um, I also do corporate coaching. So that um, sort of blends with the metabolic balance. So I kind of segue between um, daytime corporate coaching and uh, training and then evening and Saturday metabolic balance. So it's a busy, busy workload. But I could, I could um, take more personal like private clients as well.
0: If you had more hours in the day. If I had more hours in my day, I did <laughs> need to sleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know you're, you're doing a lot of hours. It's great that you're so busy and that you're successful. And so then if we wind back a few years to the starting point, how long ago was that and where and how did you start?
1: Sure. Uh, so I think, so I graduated as, well, I've been a naturopath for 24 years. I've been a coach. I did level three with Wellness Coaching Australia Um, I think I graduated in 2013, so almost nine years and um, worked in private practice as a coach slash naturopath during that time. But as a metabolic balance practitioner, which is really, I guess, where my um, niche happened, Mm -hmm. uh, that was it'll be three years ago in a couple of months. So um, but really, it's been it's taken off in the last two years.
0: So one right back to 2013, tell us a little bit about the steps that you took before you landed on metabolic balance.
1: Yeah, sure. So I was living overseas when I studied um, coaching and knew I was relocating back to Australia. So I studied it as an adjunct to naturopathy, firmly thinking I would be a naturopath who did a bit of coaching, but really like I'm a huge advocate for wellness coaching Australia's Uh, courses, you know that. Mm. And I um, was wowed by the coaching experience for myself and for potential clients. So when I got back to Australia, I did some remote coaching from overseas. And when I got back to Australia, I pretty much did remote coaching here as well. Mm. And um, just kind of didn't niche. I I just took whoever wanted coaching. I did eight sessions with them. Mm-hmm. I probably charged a lot less than I should have been charging for my services. Yeah. Um, had a bit of imposter syndrome, and uh, and then you know really couldn't make a living out of it that way. Mm. So I uh, probably met you a couple of years into my return to Australia and uh, we worked together on a couple of things and you're an amazing business coach so thank you because you've been pivotal in me making the changes um, that I've made in my business so um, I think it was just a bit disjointed I think the real value for me came when I niched Uh, I think when I was trying to be too broad and be everything to everyone as a naturopath and as a coach I I couldn't make anything stick. Mm. And I think even if I didn't have metabolic balance, and there's probably people who are going to listen to this and go, yeah, but I'm not someone who can do metabolic balance. I think the experience of doing it has really taught me the absolute value of narrowing down your niche and narrowing down and narrowing down and narrowing down. So even if I didn't have it, I think I'd still be in a position where I'd have a much more successful business than I did back then because of that i mean i've always known it i just didn't implement it so i've seen the proof of it now
0: what was the fear holding you back from niching? do you think in the beginning um
1: i think fear that i wouldn't get clients and you know money fears all of those kind of things i think in the early days as i said it was imposter syndrome who am i to charge that kind of money um i think there were lots of things like that and i i no longer think like that i think um if you, can, if you can look in the mirror and say what I do offers real value to somebody and this is my somebody, yeah. that person will, will pay you what you're worth um, and that will be more than what you initially anticipate it to be mm-hmm. because you're solving a problem from them. I think that's the biggest mindset shift is going from how can I charge that much to how can I not help that person mm-hmm. solve a problem and as you said before, like I could have more clients, but I don't have the capacity and that's protecting me. So charging more allows me to have fewer clients and have a balanced life. But also those clients really appreciate the help they get.
0: Interesting. It's As you're speaking, I'm thinking that what's happened is it's made it more tangible for you and your clients as to the what you do, the problem you help them with, the Absolutely. value of that. Yeah.
1: And I, I remember saying to people yes of course I'll take you and thinking when I took them I'm not going to enjoy this whereas now (laughs) I I, like because they're not my people like you know exactly who your people are and I'm very left brain analytical I'm not very creative so the people that work best with me are those kind of structured give me a plan
0: Mm.
1: you know go forth yes there might be some emotional stuff that we deal with in the background but they're very much wanting that structured approach um, and that's the way they operate so I think I think when I sort of worked that out, mm-hmm. now I say to people, um, look, I don't think I'm the right person for you. And I remember the first time I did that, it felt so brave because I was like, <laughs> I'm potentially losing a, a client, but on the same token, I wasn't enjoying working with people who weren't my people. And now I love the people. Every single client is great to work with.
0: And So how does that impact their results when you're working with people that you have that really high chemistry with?
1: Yeah, really I'm um, 10 10 times as it, it's just so much more impactful we get each other and that's I you know people talk about discovery calls I do a discovery call with all of my clients 15 to 20 minutes and we both know in that call whether I'm the right person for them I'm very honest and open about that mm. but it's I, I don't feel like I sell on those calls. I feel like I just speak me, and if they uh, if they get me, then it's a win win situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I find it so much easier. I don't have to sell anyone into anything, and then we just work really well symbiotically, and they get great results.
0: That's amazing, amazing.
1: <laughs> mm, it is, yeah.
0: I have a, a one last, or maybe two more questions for you. I guess the first one is what was the pivotal moment that you made that switch and you started getting traction? Like what happened then? What was the turning point?
1: I think investing, I think I made a decision to invest money in training, which was the metabolic balance training that I didn't have. I was very um, poor at that point, uh, And I was um, quite unhappy with many elements of my life mm. and I think I just bit the bullet and I did my research mm. and when I made that decision it was it was all in and I'd never done all in so it was a big leap of faith but I, I think I just knew that something had to switch it's you know Einstein's definition of insanity right I was yeah. doing the same thing over and over again and getting the same result I needed to change that um, and I did I don't know what what caused me to hit that point but that's wow. what happened at that point
0: I guess what I'm hearing is that you made a commitment
1: I did and a bit of trust in myself um, which yeah. wasn't there before but there's you know there's plenty of it now I guess
0: and I wonder if that could have been you know this training program or it could have been any sort of other commitment where you were stretching yourself yeah perhaps
1: yeah yeah it could have that's that's exactly right and Um, I think it was just backing myself in. And I I think, you know, a lot of the time we don't, right? We just, for whatever reason, have that imposter syndrome or feel that we have no right to charge that or what if we don't get clients? But the opposite happens. You attract clients when you have a belief in your own Mm. capabilities and you, you know, you go after the clients that are right for you. So niching down again.
0: It's interesting when you use the dating analogy, you know, if if you're out, Putting a personal ad somewhere to find a partner—you don't say, "I'm looking for anyone," <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> right?
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: You want a certain type of person and certain exactly. hobbies and personality traits. Yeah.
1: yeah so
0: that, that you yeah. have that that synergy and that chemistry.
1: Exactly, and and it's great. It's it's it makes coaching really enjoyable because you get on the phone, or you know, when I used to do face to face with someone, and you're really excited to, to speak to them. Hey, I haven't spoken to you for, for a few weeks. How are you doing? It's almost like speaking to a friend and getting paid for it because, you know, they're getting value from you. They're enjoying talking to you. They love your service, but you're, you know, you're having fun at the same time. It's a win-win.
0: Thank you, Chris. And my last question, I guess, is a lot of people are wondering, well, how did you get those clients in the first place? And, and I've been talking and teaching a lot around there's a speaking roadmap, a networking roadmap. A writing roadmap roadmap and you might use a combination of things, but what's the strength that you use or have used in the past to help you to find clients?
1: Yeah, look, um in the in the past is different to now. Um, I think for me it's been predominantly writing. So you know blog posts and um a bit of bit of Facebook marketing, but I'm frankly terrible at marketing, I think. Um, you know, blog posts and newsletters and things like that I really haven't been terribly consistent with that but uh, I've done a couple of trade shows and things like that so um, speaking is obviously you know something I do easily a few podcasts so a bit of a mix and match predominantly now I do a little bit of marketing but predominantly now my clients come from word of mouth and that's you know the sweet spot isn't it because you get people who get great results other people see that and then they come to you and that's when you have a waiting list which is you know people will wait weeks to see me because I don't have you know enormous availability um Mm. but I'm not struggling anymore for
0: clients so there's two things there I think I'm hearing one is word of mouth. And I'm guessing that that was, was that through writing or was that through networking that you picked up those first clients?
1: Um, I think it was through networking predominantly. Um, I used to reach out to other allied health professionals. Um, You know, I used to work in a mixed practice, so I'd cross refer things like that. I was always speaking about what I do in the school ground when I was picking up my my son um, and then you know telling my existing list um, client list what I was doing differently and letting them know and and I also get feedback at the end of working with someone um, use those for testimonials give them business cards and flyers tell your friends so I'm not shy at kind of telling them to tell other people because um you know that that really helps in terms of word of mouth.
0: Okay, so you've you've done a lot of writing in the past. More recently, it's been networking that got you kick started with your clients. Correct. Yeah. And then yeah. just by doing an amazing job and being careful about who you work with, you've built that waiting list. Great, yeah. great and services, I, great results. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I, I think I'm good at what I do, but I also think I've got a really amazing product um and structure in my business now as well so that makes it easy to be good at what you do when you believe in it
0: absolutely Mm. chris thanks so much for your time today really appreciate you're welcome uh, this session no problem thanks so much mel take care you too Bye. bye bye